Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. And the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you together? go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. This is is Annie for Showreel and uh, this is 3CR's look at Australian film and Australian film industry including all other kind of moving images we're, we're not uh, too uh, upset about TV or digital uh, uh, stuff that's all part of our purview as well uh, today I'm, I had a chat with some actors who were part of a film called Alex and Eve. It's uh, been directed by Peter Andrew Kadidis, who uh, was, uh, he's, you know, he's actually quite a well-known director because of his work on such things as Wild Side, that uh, rather well-known and influential uh, uh, police drama series. People, Some people didn't like it because there was lots of moving camera work, but... Uh, I have noticed that a variety of overseas uh, programs of the same ilk have uh, certainly watched Wild Side. It, it had an influence, I can tell you. Anyway, it's also been uh, involved in um, other uh, things like Water Rats, Halifax FP, Fallen Angels, and uh, and more recently Janet King. But anyway, by the by, oh, and also he was involved in um, was part of the direction for uh, East West, which uh, other people seem to not remember, but it was a very compelling SBS series that was on. Anyway, this particular film, Alex and Eve, is a film that opened last night, opened the uh, Greek-Australian Film Festival, which is uh, being shown at the Palace Cinemas at the moment and has also screenings in other parts of the country. But it's going to have an open... A, a release later in October, I think it's October the 22nd, so you can get a chance to see this fairly light-hearted romantic comedy which uh, deals in uh, cross-cultural... Uh, cross-cultural uh, things to do with the Greek community in Australia and uh, pairing up with... Uh, uh, the issues that might relate with uh, someone marrying into the Lebanese uh, Muslim uh, uh, in um, community. So instead of uh, having it from the point of view of uh, uh, what is considered to be main, mainstream Australia, which is Anglo, and of course Australia is changing, it's a melting pot, and so this is probably a, a timely time for a film like Alex and Eve to appear on our scene. So uh, let's uh, listen to uh, my chat, a beginning of my chat with Richard Bacatissiano and Tony Nicolapoulos, who are 
uh, one plays the uh, male lead and one plays the uh, father of uh, the fellow that they want to get married. We're here talking about a new film called Alex and Eve. It's an Australian film, but it's uh, also a film that deals with uh, cultural, intercultural uh, issues within the Australian context, the multicultural context. Wouldn't you say that, Tony? Oh, I totally agree. I mean, what is Australia? But we're a melting pot of multicultural societies that are trying to integrate and get along. So... Mm. How how can you be more Australian than to tell a story about integrating two cultures? And, of course, in the studio I have two of the actors from Alex and Eve. So we've got Richard and we've got Tony. Tony, you played the father. Richard, you played the protagonist that we're all barracking for, who is uh, in his 30s, not married, but uh, surrounded by a Greek family that thinks she should be. Exactly. Yeah, they've got plans for their son. And their son, me... <laughs> feels that um you know he he's he's part of the next generation that's the kind of taking things a little differently and and a little more relaxed about you know tradition the tradition of getting married early and having a whole bunch of kids and he, I still think he uh he he loves his family and he still feels the importance of family and uh it's still a very big part of him but he's 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 more um I'll just say he's he's more he wants to find the right person, you know, and he's not going to compromise that um, just to please his parents. He's a bit of a mummy's boy, though. Well, now that you bring it up, you know, he is, because if he wasn't, he probably would have moved out when he was 21 and gone, <laughs> who cares about you guys? I'm going to move out and do my own thing and drink and, you know, smoke and all that stuff. But he was a good boy, you know, and, and, and he... And that's the thing. It's about a, it's a story about a kid who's torn between his parents and what they want for him and what he really wants for himself. And well, actually, it's quite interesting because uh, there's uh, not just the Greek family, but you then that character falls in love with a girl who happens to be from an Islamic family, a Lebanese Islamic family, and they've all settled in Australia and there is the modern context of Australian life. And it's interesting you should say that the contextualisation of Australia is that Australians, modern Australians, in inverted commas, all live out of home, all have lots of sex and lots of and drink and, and uh, have lots of drugs. Exactly. Which is, com- well, it's an interesting <laughs> idea because, of course, that's not entirely true. No, exactly. No, not at all. Yeah. Well... But- <laughs> Speak well, yourself, no, no, mate. but <laughs> no, no, but it's interesting that uh, this this film yeah. isn't just about uh, the meeting of those two cultures, the Greek culture and the Islamic culture. It's actually talking about Australia as a whole, isn't it? How did uh, you to, deal to, with that to idea? Certain, to a certain extent, it is. It's talking about how people have come from from another part of the world, um, uprooted themselves, displaced themselves, created a new family. And with creating that, there's, a, there's an element of fear. So you're trying to control the, you know, your children to, to make sure that they get a, the best possible life. And with that fear comes, I've got to make all the decisions for you. Yeah. And, you know, and eventually that child will grow up and say, no, actually, I think I can do it. I can take it from here. And that's where the conflict starts. That's right, and uh, you, you, as a Greek person, you, you're of Greek descent, or were you born, born here? Greek? Born here, yeah. born here. Yeah, that's right. And I was wondering because uh, you've been in a lot of uh, films in your mm. acting career. Do you feel typecast? Oh, look, you know, um, when when the job comes along and they're asking you to play something that 
you know that you can do and you, you can do with some sort of ease or, or you know, you can make it effective. It's Yeah, but there's other roles that I do play that aren't Greek or have nothing to do with ethnicity. So that's... But it'd be nice if there were more of those. But, you look, as an actor, you, you want to play and you want to have fun. So you sort of um, embrace the role without sort of questioning too much about, you know, its, its ethnicity or, you know, if I, if I was to look at it like oh, I'm being stereotyped, well, that's part of the gig, really. But because, I, I you know, guess you, you're explaining to the rest of the community what it is to be Greek Australian. Well, this a particular type of Greek Australian. They're not just like in every other sort of ethnicity. There's no no two people that are the, that are the same. So um, it depends on what part of Greece you've sort of resided. If you're from Athens or from a, the country village or from the the islands or from the north, they're all very different in their in their mannerisms and behaviours. So if they were affected by the civil war or the communist era, then again they, they become far more stubborn and serious. So it really. You know, it depends on that, you know the education of the person. Did they leave as a teenager and had no education? That's going to affect who that person is and what they're like. So, so I allow that to come into play in considering of, of, of whatever Greek character I play. It's I make sure I've made those decisions. So, so this particular film, Alex and Eve, is going to be shown uh, on the opening night of uh, the Greek festival, and uh, that means that there's another. Uh, uh, other program of uh, Greek films that's being shown? Yes, it's the Greek Australian Film Festival, which is a national festival. And what is it? Uh, films that have been made by Australians oh, look, who are Greek? No, no, no. There's films that are, that are from Greece, from Greek filmmakers from all over the world. I think there's one from Norway, uh, a Greek filmmaker from Norway as well. Uh, obviously with Australian content as well. There's the Short Film Festival. And then sometimes they reprise some classics, like I think they're playing the famous Sorba the Greek this year at uh, I think towards the end of the festival. Oh, fantastic! So it's 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 like I think Palace is it's an initiative that Palace sort of have gone on board with the Greek Australian Film Festival. There's the Italian. There's the I think there's Chinese. There's there's a few different ones. There's a Spanish film festival. So it's and they try and mix our local content with that, that of overseas. <laughs> Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, Mm, but it's on the radio, 3CR. At the moment, you're with Annie on Showreel, and uh, I'm having a chat with Richard Biscastiano and Tony Nicolopoulos, uh, and I apologise for my pronunciation. But anyway, we're having a chat about a film called Alex and Eve, which uh, is an Australian uh, Greek film, and as it, as they've been saying, it uh, opened the uh, Greek Australian uh, Film Festival that is now screening at uh, the Palace Cinemas in Melbourne and in other c- cities as well. Uh, but uh, we went on to talk about their uh, it, personal experience of uh, making the film as actors, but also just generally their feelings about acting in general. <laughs> so, what was it like when you were making uh, the film oh. uh, in regards to direction? Oh, it was loads of fun. We got a lot of um, leeway and, and a lot of good direction from Peter Andrew Keatis, who directed it. 
he um i felt really relaxed on set i felt like we could give a whole breadth of takes and a whole different bunches different bunch of stuff you know in terms of um like we we would do maybe four or five takes in each setup and we did a lot of setups we we covered it at a lot of different um um, lens like uh, distances, you know, like from wide to mid to mid close up to close up, and then sometimes even extreme close up. So, and each one of those we would do maybe four takes. So I really felt like I could give a whole range of stuff because, and and as an actor, I never really know, you know, how they're gonna um, the the exact tone that they're gonna end up with the piece, how they're gonna put it together. A lot of the stuff I hadn't seen because that was Andrea Dimitriades part playing Eve and all her family stuff so I didn't know how that was going to be playing I didn't know how she was um you know the the energy the vibe that she was putting in in terms so so I tried to give a whole range and then and then so the editors can then have a look at it and go all right what do we want to make here how do we want it to feel how quick do we want it you know what I mean so it, that stuff's hard to know until you get in the editing suite and, and, and then when the music comes in, like there's so many different aspects of this puzzle. So I wanted to give them as much um, range that they could pick out and go, you know, and, and I felt like I had that. And that was a lot of fun because I, I do more TV and a lot of the time in TV you get like three takes and, and, and that's it. And um, if the camera worked... And they and they got their move right on the dolly or whatever, and it wasn't, it wasn't jittery, and everyone got their lines out. You'll move on. So it was nice to be able to play with a whole bunch of you know different options. Oh, that's interesting. So you've had uh, a variety of experience, acting experience in a couple of different types of ser- uh, series. Tell us about that. Um, Tell us about the Power Rangers. Oh, the Power Rangers! Can <laughs> oh, I no, just a little bit? Yeah, they're incredibly popular. Yeah, I played the Green Ranger. That was a that was a, a lot of fun. That was my first uh, series regular role on on TV, and um, that was for the Power Rangers for America. So that was kind of cool because it kind of gave me a bit of a, uh, a foot in the door, so to speak, in terms of the um, acting in America. And I got to go to LA for the first time in Hollywood for that, and. Um, so maybe that's why I've ended up there, you know, getting introduced to that. It took me a while after that, though, to end, end up in L.A., but, but it, was, um, it was a lot of fun working on that. that was, there was a lot of stunts and a lot of action. That was cool. Not, not so much heavy acting, but it, it was good for me because... Uh, you would have been quite young. I was young, you know, and, and, and I think I said this before, but I found every, uh, every job I do, I always find a, a massive challenge. Like it's always, it's never, never feels easy or, and it never feels like, I never feel like I can do the job when I get cast in it. So I'm always kind of making sure that I'm always a bit nervous and a bit anxious that I'm not going to pull it off. And I don't know why they cast me in the first place. So that to me, that you probably should keep that to yourself. Well, yeah, but you know, in, in saying that, I want if anyone else is listening who who feels the same way about their job, I want them to know that, that that's not a bad thing, you know. Like as long as you feel like that and and I think that's a good thing and if you can come to accept that in your craft as an artist, it's not my job to enjoy it. It's my job to to work hard at it and and if that's what motivates you to work hard is that, you know, that anxiety and wanting to do a good job, then you're going to do a better job than, you know, if you weren't. How did you get into acting? I got into uh through music. Music's my main kind of, I guess it was my first passion and still probably is my, my main passion, um, probably my favourite thing in, in the world. So, um, and, it, and it was through music where I started doing musicals and stuff like that. And then I didn't know what I wanted to do when I left school. And a couple of people 
said there was a, such a thing as drama school, which I'd never heard of. And, and so I, I tried out and got in and studied for three years. And, and it was there that I learned about the craft. What does your family do? Uh, my dad is a doctor and my mum's a school teacher. Oh, and that's why you didn't know anything about drama. Nobody in your family <laughs> does that. Yeah, no, no, exactly. It was, um, they, they played music, but, but in terms of acting, I, I really didn't know it was a, a profession or a, you know what I mean? It was just like something I'd kind of heard and I knew, you know what I mean? I'd never really put any conscious thought into the fact that the people in movies, like that's a job and that's what people do as a living and they're just normal people who just tell stories and that's the medium now, you know, it's TV and film and... And, and when I found that out and once I found the importance of that and, and I saw how it affected people and, and how it affected me and, and the things I learned from film and TV, um, I started to feel the importance of the job and then that motivated me even more to actually work hard at it and, and become okay at it. Or, yeah. What about you, Tony? How did you get involved as the um, actor? School production. That was probably my first introduction because I was someone that enjoyed their sport as well. I always wanted to be a chef, but then I really enjoyed the school productions. Then went and studied for five years at a place called Ruston. Yep, I know Ruston. And doesn't uh, exist anymore. But no, and then I really enjoyed directing, so they re-employed me six months later as a lecturer, and I stayed there for another six or seven years. And wow! And then it was a good gig. It was. It was. I had my tenure, but then it wasn't until um, I was in Greece. I'd won an award, and then Anna Kokinos cast me in Head On. Ah. Um, and that's sort of what made me really want to become an actor again. Prior to that, I was really happy to direct and write and produce, and it was that experience. That sense of control. Well, I had such a great experience with her as a director and on that project, very similar to this one here where everyone got along, you know, in that cliche term of like a family. We enjoyed turning up to work and mucking yeah, around and totally. teasing each other. And um, and so that, that was it. And from there on, I, I just thought, well... Yeah, I enjoy this. So I've balanced the, between directing and acting and, and teaching and coaching actors. Yeah, right. And uh, how long was the shoot? Six weeks, I think. Yeah. Was that right? Yeah, yeah it was six weeks. It went really quick. Because the rehearsal was, what, one day, two days? <laughs> yeah, exactly, one hour. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't really a rehearsal. But the rehearsal was good because Richie went and bought a coffee machine. Yeah, that was my input. <laughs> That's how I um That's how I won everyone it was a over. Tight budget. It was a very tight budget. Yeah, it wasn't an espresso machine, it was an Aldi machine, I think. <laughs> and we bought a whole bunch of those capsules and it kept us it kept us going, I gotta yeah, say. Yeah. It it kept the energy um on set at a nice steady level. Yeah. But that was sort of the I suppose the energy of the whole shoot. It was a lot of fun and yeah. Everyone was sort of helping each other out. And very much so. Everyone was very Teasing, generous. a lot of teasing going on. Yeah. Well, I was very impressed with the uh, notion that uh, a lot of uh, discussions about multiculturalism in Australia is done from, you know, you've got the Anglo version of trying to adjust to other people coming to this country. But mm. in actual fact, what you've got in this film is uh, people who have come to Australia from different backgrounds who aren't Anglo having to revisit... Uh, the discussion of is it prejudice or is it tradition? So, uh, well, in the sense of you've got uh, uh, Lebanese uh, Muslims uh, interacting with uh, a Christian, uh, Orthodox Christian Greeks who have a a past history over in their homelands Mm. separate from coming to Australia. That's right. So this is a new twist on the general notion of multicultural... It's like Australia's growing up. That's what I'm getting at. Well, it has to. 
Well, certainly it has. <laughs> it definitely has. I mean, like, multiculturalism is not just subject to Australia. It's, it's in England, it's, it's in Canada, it's in America. And, and it is. It's the way of the future. It's, you know, we're not going to be able to identify with one specific culture as, as being the norm for everyone. It's a, it's a melting pot and, and whether we can be patriotic to one nation is another question. But, I mean, I don't think we've still found that in Australia. As, as, as say, the, the Americans have. So that's, I think that's what it is. It's about trying to get people to keep their identity but learn to get along. Yeah, well, that's it, it seemed to me that the film has, is a, 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 a romantic comedy. Totally. A light but actually is carrying quite heavy messages. Only way to carry those heavy messages, and that comes all the way back from Aristophanes. That's how he dealt with it all those years oh, ago. Yeah. He attacked the politicians and the social issues just totally with, with farce and, and comedy. Yep, you agree, don't you, Richie? One hundred percent. I don't know who that person is, but I know in every day in my life, I I, I wrap up my um, heavy issues in humour and and a bit of a smile and a laugh, and 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 I feel like sometimes that's the easiest way to um, to approach you know tough subjects. Yeah. With humour, you know. So this film, Alex and Eve, is going is opening the Greek Australian Film Festival or the Australian Greek Film Festival. What is it? What is I it? I think they call it the Greek Australian Film Festival. Yeah, Greek Australian Film Festival. I thought, and it's uh, and that's going to have screenings all around the country, isn't it? Yeah, it's a national festival now. It's yeah, it's in Sydney, Brisbane, um, Adelaide, here. Here in Melbourne. Yeah. That's Beautiful, right. Beautiful, sunny Melbourne. But it's also going to get a general release, isn't it? It is. October 22nd. Okay. So next Thursday. Right. Yeah. Well, we don't know when this is going to air, so we can't say next Thursday. Well, actually, it is next Thursday. Oh, it is next Thursday. It's, yes. not, it's not tomorrow, but the one after. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's about seven for that sleeps, up. eight sleeps. But that's a, that's I remember like, that next time I did that's radio. That's a release, um, Hoyt's Village, <laughs> yeah. uh, Palace. Palace. Yeah. Um, I think the Nova as well. But really everyone's just going to Google it, hopefully. Session times for Alex and Eve and, and you can let the computer do the rest. What is it, alexandeve.com or is it just Alex and Eve? I don't know. I will just Google session times for Alex and Eve. That's, would you? Well, I'm, I'm a different generation to you, so oh, you're more that's te- what I would do. Yeah. savvy than I am. You'd probably look it up in the paper. or. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you got out, any... Ouch, ouch, dad. <laughs> have, have you got any uh, future plans, you guys? Together? Well, maybe I don't know. Oh. He's writing a one-man play for me, aren't you? Oh, for you, yeah. you know. I've got there's. Um, I've just started working on a new TV show, um, Habibis, and uh, which is again there's a, there's a there's an influx of Arabic, Muslimesque, and you know Lebanese type shows in Australia, which like, like the principal that's on at the moment. And, yes. Um, what's the other yeah. one? Janet King, which Peter's yep. Andrew Keddie's at the director is working on, and Andrea is working on, and yep. Simon, her Simon, father from her father. the film. Yep. Exactly, um, and Rahe, yeah. Rahel. Oh yes, and yeah. he's, he's he's great as well. So there's 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 an influx of those. So I was just you know saying to Richard before it looks like or it feels like the the Lebanese or that Arabic community now are the new sort of Greek and Italians of what I grew up with, and you know it was sort of first presented on TV and in film. It's sort of like their, it's their stories now, mm. which is a good thing. It's like we we need to know what the mystery is of of what happens behind their closed doors and not, not feel like, not have this sort of xenophobic sort of attitude towards them like mm. most people, not most, but like some people do and, and associate anyone that's, say, 
uh, Islamic or, or Muslim that they, they come from a sort of a, a terrorist background, which is you know, totally sort of. Uh, it's a bit rude. You got to admit. Well, it's rude. It's it's, it's like simple. It's, it's prejudice. It's, oh, yeah, very much. So. You know. It's, yeah. Yeah. So it's good to to sort of for the general public to see that to see that these people are just like any anyone else, but they have a a cultural and ethnic and a religious identity that's. That's not the same as ours. Which is a really nice sort of, uh, it comes across quite nicely in Alex and Eve with uh, your character, Tony, having the fight with your, uh, with uh, the girl's mother. You know, you're equal. You're exactly the same. They're you're both, given the same words. Yeah, they're, exactly. they're, they're as stubborn as each other. Yeah. That's exactly and right. And their stubbornness yeah. comes maybe from ignorance and fear. Mm. And it's not uh, their uh, background. It's actually them as characters. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is a very nice sort of uh, mm. uh, point that's being made in this particular film. So uh, hopefully it has a good run and uh, hopefully you enjoy your uh, basking in the light of the fame of the film. <laughs> <laughs> Hope so. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Thank oh, you. Thank you for thank having, us. having us. And Richie. And that was my little chat with Tony and Richard from the uh, film... Alex and Eve, as they said, it's getting a general release October the 22nd and uh, it is a light-hearted look at um, uh, the trials and tribulations of two uh, over-30s who uh, their uh, their parents believe they really should get a, a wriggle on and get married. The uh, This is the end of the show. Uh, I thought I'd let you know that there's a couple of quite interesting things you might like to uh, go and have a look at at the Nova. They've got um, a screening of Tanner, which is uh, a um, a film that's um, been making waves. It's set in Vanuatu, and uh, they're going to have a premiere on uh, Tuesday, the 20th of October. It's at 6.20pm. Yankel dance performance and screening prior to a question and answer discussion with directors Bentley Dean, Martin Butler and cultural director Jimmy Joseph Nako. In uh, It's uh, in one of the last traditional tribes in the South Pacific. A young girl falls in love with her chief's grandson, when an intertribal war ex- escalates, the uh, Wawa is unknowingly betrothed as part of a peace deal. The young lovers run away. So it's a Romeo and Juliet story, but set in uh, Vanuatu. And as I said, it's making waves. There's going to be a question and answer with the directors and the cultural director and dancers. Um, also, Only the Dead, which is exclusive to uh, Nova, Friday, October the 22nd, 7pm, as well as on Saturday, October the 23rd at 3pm, Meet the Filmmaker Question and Answer event. Now, um, the director and journalist Michael Ware, Australian, um, went, found himself in the Middle East and during the upheaval of September the 11th ter- terrorist attacks. Now, this is this is a documentary and uh, he will be able to uh, answer questions uh, so uh, maybe you should have a look and see what's going on uh, and get tickets from Nova. Go to their website and you'll be able to uh, uh, do that. That's the end for us at uh, Showreel. Coming up next is Published or Not. We're going to finish with uh, a version of Starry Starry Night. Uh, we are the Kicks. That's the uh, band. 
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.